This episode of Into the Boundary is powered by Thomas Financial Group. If you enjoy our episodes, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more exclusive content. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. How you doing? This Wanya Green. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm Keisha Hampton. Yo, what's going on, folks? It's your boy Abdul Rahim Laquan or Senior. I'm Dennis Shaw. I just did Into the Boundary with Lou Mobley. Want to thank you for giving me the chance to come up here on this platform and tell my story. Hey, man, if you're an athlete and you're looking to get your word out, looking to get your story out. I'm up here with Lou Mobley. He's, he's doing good things over here. Get up here and get with my guy, Lou Mobley. Ah. Welcome to Into the Boundary, the podcast with no boundaries, where sports meet real life. I am your host, Lou Mobley. And today, we are joined by a public league MVP, 2007 state champion, first team all state selection, first team all city selection, first team all pub selection, scored 1,160 points in his high school career, played at UMass and Temple University, and has played pro overseas. Jesse. It's a pleasure to have you, man. Appreciate it. No, I think I thank you for getting back to me so quick. You know, um, you know, it, it seemed like you was real receptive to do the show, and I'm, I'm happy to have you. Yeah, more forth, man. Anything I can do to support. You know, um, so let's just jump into this, man. Um, you know, tell us how you got the nickname Boog. All right, well, um, it's def- it's uh, it's Booge, um, you know what I mean? But uh, when I was younger. My aunt said I was chubby, fat kid. Um, so she just I looked like a booze, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, I mean, she gave me that nickname that stuck with me ever since I was a young boy. No, man. Just um, let's talk about your introduction to sport, man. You know, growing up, you know, when did you first get into basketball? Um, I think probably maybe three or four. My pop put the ball in my hand. Um, I remember probably his first Christmas had to um, – I don't know if you remember the, the Grant Hill Fisher Price courts. Yeah. Um, so I had one of those joints. And I was waiting probably all night to open the joint, man. Um, yeah, I mean, but that was my first my first introduction to basketball. Um, and ever since then, yeah, I mean, I've been hooked, bro. Um, as you can see, you know, took me a long way. Um, yeah, I mean, and it opened many doors for me. Um, but. That was the first, my, probably like three years old, was my first introduction to hoops. Bro. I assume that she was like a young boy just banging on it. And that, the funny it. thing about it is I got a story, man. Um, so I got two older brothers. Um, I mean, it, it, we all played basketball. You know, my pop put the ball in everybody's hand. Um, but we played in that Fisher-Price court. So I'll probably, um, probably like eight, eight years old, man, like. And, and they was a little older, so they like 13. But we were playing in the crib. Um, you know what I mean? We, we, I grew up in North Philly, so, you know, it was a little dangerous out. Um, so we never really went to the courts right. um, that much. You know what I'm saying? So you could just think about um, a, a, a two-bedroom a, a two apartment. Um, you know what I mean? It's five of us. We got two bedrooms. Mom and them downstairs. We upstairs. So we in there really hooping, bro. Like, you would think we had... Um, like, listen, you'll think we you'll think we had um I don't even know what's what's a park um like choose, the King Center yeah, you know what I'm saying choose, choose. you'll yeah. think we really at choose and we really hooping bro we had you know my sister know being in a room with us watching you know what I mean and I'm probably nine eight eight years old and I'm banging on my brothers in, and they 13, 12, 13, man so 
just that experience right there, man, the, the, the love was crazy, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's funny because in my head, I picture y'all like jumping over toys to, because it ain't really a real open court, you feel me? Exactly. You like in the bedroom really getting in there. That's hilarious, exactly, bro. bro. But that's how it is growing up, man. Um, so just um, when did you really start playing organized basketball? Um, so my dad, he coached us. Um, we played at the Kings Center. The Kings Center was my first league that I played in. Uh, and it was 13 and under. And my brother, like I said, my brother was a little older than me, a couple years older than me. And I was like, I want to say I was six, six or seven. And, you know, I played under Wilson. Um, so I was probably, you know, I got a little bit of time. Um, you know what I mean? That was my first time playing. Um, was at the Martin Luther King Center. My pop coached us. And that was my first really, you know what I mean, legitimate league as, you know, seven years old. Right. But I was able to play because I was always following my brothers around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They played. They was older. They always played everywhere. So that was my first experience with it. And, and I held my own at seven years old, bro. So And at 13 and under. And 13 and under league, man. So That's it was great. definitely a good rep. Um, so, like, did you play Did you play in, high, in middle school, I mean? Like, well, let's see what happened. I played at um, Frederick Douglass, which was on um, this school. Bro. Loaded. Who went there? I'm talking Brad Wanamaker. It, like the Wanamaker brothers, um, you had it's a couple guys who was in the neighborhood that was really, really good. Um couple guys, man. So when we went in that schoolyard, bro, I'm I'm talking about I'm kindergarten, bro. And, and I'm playing with with um with Brad Wanamaker, my brothers who was good. Um Mark Tyndale, you know what I'm saying? Like that middle school, bro, we had it was some players at that middle school, man. And to see them dudes every morning get out at, you know, students really, you know, they're usually late. You know, right. you're usually late to school. Right. Bro, we getting out of there out there at seven, seven o'clock on a dot, just so we have an hour to hoop before school starts. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, bro, what 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 the game, what the game did for us, man. And, so I was at I was at Frederick Douglass um, from K to I want to say K to five, and the wreck was just crazy, bro. I mean, every morning it's like it's real runs, bro. <laughs> like, listen, everybody, nobody's in in a in a higher grade than in eighth grade, right? You know what I mean? But and I probably was the only kindergartner playing, able to play, and you know what I mean? It was it literally was winners, bro. Like. You know what I'm saying? You had winners. You drive by there now, nobody out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 crazy, man, how 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 that middle school helped us develop. You know what I mean? And you just said, you know, if you ride by there now, like how is nobody out there? Why is that? You know, I mean, it, it it's it's different now, man. Um it's just so easy to to do other things. You know what I mean? When you when you look at how we grew up. Uh, in terms, you know, sports was everything for us. You know what I'm saying? Sports yeah. was pretty much everything. Um, you know, it was either the league, football, NBA. You know what I'm saying? That's the only two things we had. Now, fame is so easily easily obtained. You can do it with an Instagram video. So it's like sports is really not important. Right. Um, you know what I mean? It's not, okay, you do sports, fine. But it's always another way to, like, get on. You see what I'm saying? It's right. just an easy way to get on now. So everybody's not rushing 
you know what I mean, to play hoops no more or, or to play sports no more. You know what I'm saying? You make a good point there. You know, that just brought me to, like, the other, other week I seen, um like, a big, like, video game Fortnite yeah. tournament and, like, the kids were winning. Like, the first through, like, fifth place was winning, like, a million dollars playing video games. And it's like, I feel like, you know, growing up, we, we played the game, mm-hmm. but we played outside still. And now I just feel like kids these days don't really be outside in those schoolyards and parks. And I remember before we was going to the schoolyards, we was playing basketball on the monkey bars. And if you probably imagine, what, what is that? Anything. Right. Anything we can hoop on, bro. But we were playing football in the snow. Like, anything that we can hoop on. I remember listening. So, after I left North Philly, I moved to Alney, right? So, I moved to Alney, um, I want to say, sixth grade, right? And I ended up going to a school called Morrison, right? We had no basketball courts. So, this is something I'm not used to. No basketball courts in the, um, like, in the yard, in the front yard. So, right. What these dudes used to do is, it was different for me. It was a wall where, like, it came out a little bit. But it was the same type of environment. We got out there and we hoop, But we hoop on a wall, bro. With no rim, no nothing. Like, shot to a spot. Shot to a spot, bro. And the thing about it, the wreck was so crazy. Because we was playing three on threes, but it was wall. It was a wall here. A wall here. And the wall here was, like, three walls, bro. It all came out. So it was a three on three here, a three on three here, and a three on three here, bro. And every winner was rotating. Roots, bro. I'm like, anything we could to make a game of basketball, we did, bro. And it's not like that, nigga. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Crazy, bro. Like, you said you you said you moved, so you ended up changing schools? So I ended up changing schools um in sixth grade. I had moved to Allen from Allen from North Philly. Our folks, we had we had moved to Allen. So um and I'm going to a school called uh Morrison. Um and it was like I said, man, it was it was it was different. Um you know, a lot of guys we played basketball, but in my neighborhood, um sports wasn't major. You know what I mean? Sports wasn't it wasn't major. So when I got up there, um the friends that that you know that I grew up with, they pretty much would just play, you know what I mean, manhunt and in the normal games and all that stuff. So when I got up there, it was like I brought that basketball um, atmosphere, you know what I mean, to the neighborhood. Right. Everybody was hooping, man. We used to have, it was a street, like 4th Street. Um, and it was like a big block, so you can play full court. So I used to bring my court out, and then my, my, my man uh, Steve had a court. He used to bring his court out. So we used to play full court, and all the neighborhoods around that area would come. So you got people from Logan. We got people from the other side of Omni all coming to to one area. Right. Right? Um, so you got like people like Paul Graham, um, Ja'Kyle Curry, who went to FLC. Paul went to um, I want to say Gratz. You know, these guys who end up winning public league championships, right? right. All in one area. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just from the just from basketball, bro. So, you know, when I got up there, that was a whole different um whole different experience um you know what i mean like from, from just recruiting guys from other neighborhoods and just going to play going out of our neighborhood and playing somewhere else you know what i'm saying and it's crazy you're talking about just like playing in the streets playing rep. you're not even talking like under the whistle competition like that probably put a crazy like dog in your game you know what i mean just for playing on the streets like that and at the end we played against much older people like um so it wasn't it, you know what i'm saying like you said it wasn't no it wasn't no structure Right? It was no structure. Um, you didn't get no files. You didn't get no files. <laughs> None of that. You didn't get no files. And 
you gotta, you gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta pay what you weigh. If you out there, you playing against somebody 16 years old, you, you gotta handle your business or, or you're gonna get dealt with, bro. Right. So it was, it was definitely, um, it shaped, it shaped, you know, my whole basketball journey, bro. I'm um, just playing against those older guys and not even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to to go at them and they go at you and, you know, they ain't taking it easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely creating the dog in you, man. And, you know what I mean? I wish, I wish it was still like that today. Um, but, you know, it, it changed. You know what I'm saying? The game changed. Um, everything changed. Yeah, so um, when you finished up middle school, where did you choose to go for high school? See, the funny thing about that is um, I want, I always wanted to go to Colonel Doherty. Um, and, so, why, and why is that? All right. Um, so my, 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 my dad um, grew up in South Philly, like I said. And my grandfather, well, his dad, my grandfather, was friends with Katina Mobley's uh, father. Um, and my dad and Katina kind of grew up together. Um, he always used to tell me, Tino went to Dockery. He went to Rhode Island. Um, he did well here. He played in the NBA. So when I moved to Alony, Colonel Dockery wasn't too far from my crib. Right. So I was like, um, you know, I want to go to a school called Colonel Dockery. And my mom was like, you know, it's it's close. Like, it's not too far. Um, and at the time, they were loaded. Um, so during my middle school years, they had uh, Kyle Lowry, Shane Clark, um, Sean White, um, you know, Bilal Ben, they had these guys. And they was, you know, they was loaded. They was well-respected in the, in the area. So that was the best school. That was like a Newman Gerretti or Roman Catholic now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to go there. And the funny story is um, I was probably 13 years old. And like I said, portable basketball, bro, playing on the portable courts. I was playing in the neighborhood, and um, a coach had drove past um, – one of the coaches that coached me throughout high school, um, helped me through college, named Fred Sneed, um, was driving in the neighborhood and had seen me playing basketball with my friends. So, you know, he made the U-turn, you know what I'm saying, and, and came up to the to the courts like, yo, you play um, organized ball? I'm like, nah, I really don't play you like that. I just really play street ball. So he's like, all right, well, listen, this is what I want you to do. It was Rashid Wallace All-Stars at the time, um, which now is Hunter Park Warriors. Um, and he was like, I want you to come to this tryout. Um, you know what I mean? We got a team called Rashid Wiles All-Star. So I was like, all right, cool. We practice at um, Hunter Park Recreation Center. So I go to the um, Hunter Park Recreation Center, and the first tryout, Prep Charter was practicing before us. And they had Rodney Green, they had the Twins. All those guys was in there. I'm like, yo. And it was work. I'm talking about working, bro. Like nothing I've ever seen before. You got the 20. They working on ball handling. They working on all type of stuff. I'm like, yo, I'm going to play for that, that coach right there. Like right. when it was Dan Brinkley at the time. Like, I want to play for him. So I hit my coach up and was like, um, see if I can, you know, the prep charters is, 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 a, is a possibility for me. And um, he's like, all right, cool. So I don't know, probably like a week, something go by. It's like, yeah, man, it's a go. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a go. So that's how I ended up at Prep Charter. But Colonel Dockery was um, the school that I wanted to go to. Yeah. But it so happened, you know, things went a different way, and I ended up going to Prep Charter. And they eventually closed and everything. Right. Did they right. close when you still was in school? No, I was I, I was in college, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, when Colonel Dockery closed. But two of my friends went there. 
Yeah, two of my friends went there. So when you got the prep, so you said the twins was there. Mm-hmm. You said Ronnie Green and them was there. Mm-hmm. Um, was it everything you expected after you seen that one practice? It was hard. I'm going to keep it a bean with you, bro. It was hard. Because it was like, like when you think about a pro, you think about, a lot of people think about NBA, right? But for me, a pro is um, somebody who in there every day working, right? Who's, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, who's at practice before or after. Like this was the, 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 this was how they carried themselves every day, even in, in high school, it's Rodney Green and they're getting shots up before practice. Before, uh, you know what I mean? Before practice, twins getting shots up before or after practice. So, coming from, you know, just hooping and not really crafting as much, it was a hard adjustment, bro. Like we've practiced all the time, um, but it definitely was worth it, bro, because I was around those guys and, you know how they carry themselves kind of carry over to me eventually. But Rodney Green was the hardest person I ever had to guard in my life. And he and he made sure that I knew it. Every every practice, bro. Like I try to go at Rodney, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be good. <laughs> right? You get in there, like no bro. He make you feel this big, huh? No bro. And what was so hard about Gardy? First of all, bro, he's 6'5", right? He's 6'5". He can handle it. He's strong. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he, had, he had supreme confidence, bro. It was, it was tough. So I would try to go at him, and it just wasn't there. Like, it just, you know what I mean? He was too good, bro. He was too good, man. But, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, man. Yeah, um... Was like practice real intense outside of like your particular matchup with him? Like was every was the intensity really in practice every every day? Yeah, the intensity was there. I mean, you couldn't take a day off. You had now uh, Doug Davis ended up going to Princeton, but Josh Martin ended up going to Albany. You had Kevin Radford, who was probably the best defender I ever seen in my life at a high school level. Um, who played ended up playing Division two. And then you had the twins, who if you get to the basket, it's getting punched. You right. see what I'm saying? So you really had to work on your game. Right. You know what I mean? You had dudes that was in front of you who really took it seriously. And that's what, you know what I mean? That's what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So who would you say was like the leader of the squad when you first got there? Like, you know, who helped, you know, Will Jaw, who's the passion, the enthusiasm? It wasn't. It was none of the guys I just named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was none of the guys. It really was the older guys that we had. Um, we had a guy named um, Paris Griffin, who was he was our he was our voice. Um, I see him to this day. He's still, I mean, that type of guy gonna give you, you know, some advice, gonna talk to you. He was an older guy, a guy named Paris Griffin, who who kind of, you know what I mean, held everybody accountable um for the most part. And that was and that's one thing about prep that I like. Um it was it was a real team environment, man. Like tight knit, tight knit, tight knit group. Um, and, and everybody made sure that that was passed on year to year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how how did your freshman year go on the floor? You, it sounded like y'all was loaded. Like, did mm-hmm. you get much time, or were you even expected to play much as a freshman? Well, I played, I played, I played some games, um, and I was upset. 
most of the time um, because I didn't play. But I didn't understand it at first. I didn't understand the process. Um, you come from playing all the time in middle school. You've been, you've been the guy in middle school um, doing whatever you want in middle school, showing up to practice when you want. You probably practice twice a week. You know what I'm saying? So it's a bigger commitment when you it's, – it's, it's high school, but it's a, it's a next it's another level, right. right? So and when you think about a big-time high school who got big-time goals, state championship, city championship, you got to make adjustments, bro. So right. my name great year, um, I played some, um, you know what I mean? But like I said, we was loaded, so I had to, I had to wait my turn. Um, and, you know, I had some games where I, you know, I contributed more than others. Um, so, but I learned a lot and I had a lot of fun. We traveled, we went to Cali, played against James Harden. Um, it's crazy, bro. Played against James Harden. Your, your ninth grade year? My ninth grade year, bro. It's what, crazy. He was nice then? The thing about it is, we didn't see it coming, man. It was a guy there named Malik Story who ended up going to Nevada, uh, who was supposed to be um, the real deal. Yeah. But James Harden, you know, he kind of took took the show over. Um, and he played really well. But Rodney Green held his own, though, as well. So, you know, but this, like, just being, <clears throat> being exposed to that, bro. You know like I mean? Traveling. Traveling, bro. I was, I was in California in the as a ninth grader, bro, from Philly. Right. It's crazy. You know what I mean, just off the school that I picked, you know what I mean, just off the decision to, you know, go to prep charter, it was – it opened it opened a a new door for me, bro. Like you know what I mean? No, that sounds dope. So like you know, like you said, you was upset and you didn't understand how to handle the process. Mm-hmm. Y'all, a lot of older guys, you know, y'all kind of loaded. Um, what changed? What was your mentality going into your sophomore year? Sophomore year, um, it was much different, bro. Everything it seemed like. So my ninth grade summer was the, probably the hardest I ever worked. Um, you know, I was, I was up early. I mean, up early. And this was, you know, because of, you know, me, the coach that I, I, you know, I trained with, um, Fred Sneed pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. Um, we used to have like a tally chart and, um, it's how many workouts you get in, you know, throughout the summer. So, um, you know, we all, you know, a couple of my teammates, um, that I play AU with, we all competed for, for the most tally charts. Who can get the most tally charts throughout the summer? Um, and we, you know what I mean? We held each other accountable. We, we competed, you know. So I was able to, able to, you know what I mean, work work twice as hard in the summer. And for my junior year, or my, I'm sorry, my sophomore year, um, you know, things started started to happen. Um, Josh Josh ended up going to uh, Bratz. He left. Um, Doug Davis had left and went to the Hunt School. So our two um, starting guards had left. But why did they leave? Do you know why they left? I really, honestly, I really don't know. Um, you know, I I don't know what it was, man. Like for me, opportunity, I, right? It was opportunity, bro. So that's all I seen um, for the most part. It's opportunity, and you know, I was ready, right? Because I put the work in. Right. So my sophomore year, I jumped from probably two points a game to almost ten. Nine, right. ten, ten points a game. Right. Right. On a on a on a state championship team. Right. Just from preparing and then just waiting my turn. Right. Right. So that that 10th grade year was 
it, 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 was, it was a major year for me. Yeah. Major year. So you said y'all ended up winning states. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about that that season, like you know some of the, some of them games and like mm-hmm. um, what was so special about that group. Like I said, we was you know the twins made sure that they kept the tradition on, whereas whereas though we were a tight knit group. Like it was times where we'll leave from practice and some of our teammates, they'll get on the train before us, right? But they'll wait at a certain stop so everybody can make sure that they get on the train together. So just the small stuff like that was like, all right, cool. Like this is really a team. So everybody felt like they was important. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that year was special. I mean, we played, we had a national schedule, played against Oak Hill, Brandon Jennings. We played against uh, – St. Anthony's with Samardo Samuels. Um, God, I don't even, I think his name, maybe Chris Stokes or something like that. Um, so we played, we had, a, we had a national schedule, but, you know, we, we came together as a group, man. We ended up winning the, this was a twin senior year. So they wanted everything. They wanted everything. So it, it, it was, it was like we were playing for them, really. Um, to that to that point, you know, like I know you, when you said when you first seen a practice, at that point, had you seen dudes that big playing like guard like game, like in your career? Had you seen that yet before them? Well, the funny thing is, I known I've known them before I went to prep charter. Okay, um, and I used to watch them play um, at a gym called Poly Pile, which is in Germantown. And they were pretty big. Um, they were probably like six four at the time. They wasn't as big as they was when you know we, we all went to prep. But I, I haven't seen anything like it. Like just for they were so skilled, bro. At that size, man, you got six ten, six nine, and they both can put the ball on the floor. They both can shoot it. So it was a luxury for me, cause I was I was a shooter. I was known to be a shooter in high school. So all I got to do is spot up. Mark is going either going kick it or he's going to score it. But I know for sure that they got a double. Each each twin they got a double. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I'm getting open. We had a great point guard in Paris Grant mm-hmm. who was really good. Um, so he was able to find me as well. Um, so they opened the floor up for me. You know what I mean? So I, it was a luxury to, for me to play with them. It, it sounded like it, man. And y'all ran the table. Um, did anybody really um, touch on that schedule on the way to the state championship? It wasn't an undefeated year, was it? Don't get me wrong. It wasn't an undefeated year. I'm trying to think who we lost to, though. Like, it wasn't an undefeated year. All our losses may, may have come from our, non-con- like our non-conference games. Like, Saint, I think we lost to Oak Hill, lost to St. Anthony's. Um, uh, I just can't imagine y'all losing anybody in the city. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to – I don't remember, man. I don't think, I don't think we lost much. Um, and then, I, you know, the margin was pretty bad when we, beat, when we did beat teams. Right. So, yeah. No, so like when does like, you know, the school start coming in recruiting and sending you letters and mm-hmm. hey, we're interested? Um almost my sophomore year. Sophomore year? Yeah, sophomore year. Um I went out to a camp called Phenom 150, which is all American camp, Adidas All American camp. Um and I came back uh top one hundred. Um so I was top one hundred um my tenth grade summer. Um, going into my 11th grade year, and you know, prep charter was was able to, you know, we was we had a national schedule, 
um, and the Twins was there. So, you know, coaches came and watched them before. We had open gyms where, you know, it was it was college coaches in attendance when they were able to, you know, able to be there. Right. So, you know, they got familiar with who I was, um, you know, and, you know, it kind of built from there. Um, funny thing is, I tell the story all the time. Um, Ashley Howard, who's at LaSalle now coaching, he was at LaSalle at the time. Well, he's the head coach now. But at the time of my seventh grade year, he was the assistant coach at LaSalle. And he was like, man, always remember, Jess, I was the first person to offer you a scholarship, seventh grade. So, you know, kind of, the city understood um, as far as who that's, I was in the city. That's super dope, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, you know what I mean? The city had already known, you know what I mean? So when I made that transition to high school, it was just about living up to it and then doing it. So I had to put the work in, man, like major, major work. Right. So junior year, mm-hmm. at this time, what do you really add to your game? Like what what, what other skills and things are you acquiring to, to build on your sophomore year? I got much stronger my, my junior year. I remember we had, a, um, it's called, uh, we had open runs, right? So it was a coach from West Virginia named Billy Hines. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting in work. I'm in the weight room, bro, like, you know what I mean? Nice reps, high reps and all that. So he's like, before we even, I think I was like maybe the first or, or second player out on the floor and, you know, the coach was there. He came in like, man, damn, Jess, you jacked up. Like, you cut up. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? I was putting the work in. So I added a lot of strength to to my game, um, like my body. That was the main thing I tell kids now as, you know, as I train. Uh, I mean, we can we can work out as much as you want, but it's more than just – Picking the ball up, getting shots up. You gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta take care of your body. So my junior year, I just changed my body. Um, I kept the same work as in terms of on the floor, on the court. Um, you know, I added to, you know, shooting things like that. But the biggest adjustment for me was my body. I changed my body. Yeah. Oh, that's that's crazy. So how 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 did junior year go? Um it didn't go as 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 planned. Um from 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 an individual standpoint or from a team standpoint, like we we added we added Ferg Myrick, um, who who was pretty good. We added Willis Nicholson um, from Cardinal Doctor, who was really good, um, and we had everybody back: Paris Grant, John Brown, John Tato Brown, um, Chuck Harris, Tyree Harris. Um, then we added some young guys: Shaquille Duncan. I know you're familiar with those names. Yeah. Um, so we were we were expected to to be really good. Um, but we had no leadership. Um, you know, everybody it kind of went, it was, you know, it was in the, like everybody was for self for the most part. Um, so that kind of kind of hurt our team. And and what does that look like? And you know, I'm not a I'm not a basketball player, right? Yeah. So like what does that what does that look like? at practice, mm-hmm. on game day, when you start saying guys are playing for self. Right. Now, I don't mean, like, guys were selfishly jacking. Jack, right? Because that's not – that wasn't the issue. We all – we played together. We played – like, we – you know what I'm saying? But we just wasn't handling our business off the court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, small stuff. Like, nobody was there to hold you accountable for, for the things you were doing. Right. Right? So, it was more than just our um, – you're not passing the ball. It wasn't none of that. That wasn't the issue. But we had no leadership where, where 
dudes can say, like, yo, come on, man, like, get the class or do this or do that. So that lack of, of leadership kind of hurts. It wasn't, it wasn't like hate or anything like that. It was just nobody was able to hold nobody accountable and kind of off the court stuff trickled on the court. And, you know, I always, my coach at UMass always tell me, man, listen, the things that you do off the court is, is going to, is going to, is going to affect what you do on the court. So you got to be a great guy off the court. Right. And I don't think we understood that as a whole team or individually right. at prep charter. Right. And I, you know what I mean? And it affected us. So, so y'all not, uh, you know, state championship mm-hmm. sophomore year, junior year, y'all don't really live up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you deal with that? Like, were, were the coaches disappointed? We always disappointed, man. Like, honestly, um, you know, we wanted to, we felt that we should have been, you know, way further than we were or that we got, you know. Um, we were upset, but it's like we 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 never really address that issue together. Like we never sat down and said, all right, we 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 didn't do X, Y, and Z. This is what we need to do to move forward. Like we never addressed it, right? right. Everybody ended up going their separate ways, right? Paris ended up going to Emotep. Um, you know, so you know, I ended up going to I don't need my senior year that next year. And you know, prep charter wasn't the same since since then. Hasn't right. been the same since then. Right. Um so you know, we, we never really addressed it. So speaking speaking about your transferring to Alamy, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, when went into that decision. Um, I really wanted to play I I, I really wanted to play for my neighborhood school. Like, you know, like I said, I moved up to Alamy when I was in sixth grade. All my friends was in Alamy. But nobody thought that I'd ever go to Alamy. Like I used to go to the games. Like and I seen, you know, some of my friends play. Um, some of the older guys that I know, they played. It's like, man, you want to go to Army? Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to I wanna play for the neighborhood school. And when I went there, man, it was, it was a different ball game, bro. Like, I, I, I felt like I had something to prove, right? I had something to prove because that following year, we put in all that work as juniors. Like, we had the best team, but nobody went first team, anything. First team, nobody, I, I think I went, not even, I went, Second team, Division C. So I ain't go like second team all pub. Right. I went second team, Division C. So I was I was hot. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to Alamy, and I'm gonna show Tess and Larry that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna look like I'm 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 hot. Like I'm mad. Like I'm, I, I got a snap. Like I got a snap. So I'm like, when I go when I go to prep, when I, no, when I go to Alamy, I'm gonna snap. Like I'm gonna show everybody like that I'm. You know what I mean? That you bought. Yeah, I got that you. That I'm, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder, man. And so we all had, you know, we all we all took a different route. But um, what was the program like before you got there? Was it like a best good basketball program, or you just transferred there? Just I don't. Yeah. I don't. It was hard. It was. It was cool. I mean, it wasn't. But they had. They had. Um, it's a guy. I think his name is David Bones. Um, he went. To, I think he ended up going to LaSalle. That was probably I was in I was in middle school. Um but they had a few guys who played here and there. Um Jason Lawson went there. So I only had some some pros and some players, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, everybody went to the neighborhood high school. 
Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody pretty much was in even high school. So it was some guys who was there that end up having success, but it's been a long time before I got there. Right. So I went to Island and, bro, I'm like, yeah, like this is what I need, bro. It used to be so many people at the games, dog. <laughs> and, and you was the biggest thing in school. And probably in the city. <laughs> like keep it a being. But but no, like it was it was it was a it was a major move, man. Like people understood after I got there, people understood why I made that move. You know what I'm saying? I mean I mean I you know, I see God so you said you wanted to play for the you wanted to play for your neighborhood school because all your friends went there, mm-hmm. right? Normally people transfer because they're not getting playing time, they're not getting enough shots, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But you just transferred I want to do it in front of. I want to say championship in South Philly, but I'm gonna come in here and put on for the for my neighborhood. Yeah, like that's how you was carrying it. That's how that's how I felt, man. Like that's tough. That's that's how I felt, man. We we had I don't mean like I think the year before they they might have made the playoffs. Um, I wanted to win it all, but we ran into we ran into we ran into a tough a tough team. Man. Like we ran into Bartram. Um. Second round of the playoff, man. And he was ready. Like we had beat him the um in the regular season. We beat him. Um and I had to get 50. I had to get 50 for us to beat them at their home. You had 50 in the high school game. I had to get that was my thousand point game, so I had to get 50 for us to beat them, man. So so it was crazy, man. Like, like it, it, it was crazy, man. Like that 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 year was it was a lot of it was a, it was a lot of good moments, man. Like I was playing with my dog. I was playing with people that I see every single day, right? Like I don't go home. Like I hang hang with these dudes every day, all day, right? So to be able to go to war with them, it was a different feeling, right? Right? Because I know after the game we gonna bid, right? Because we gonna get it. We doing the same thing. We gonna go to the crib. We gonna chill. I mean, that they mom crib, like, it was a different feeling. Right. So, to be able to win with them, bro, bro, it was great. I still talk to those guys today. And it's like, it, it just, that that year, it was something different for them. I just don't really want to gloss over this 50 that you had. Yeah. Like, what is it like in the game when you when you that hot? And I don't know how many shots you took to had to get 50. I think it might have been all layups, bro. I'm gonna keep it a band. And somebody took it off, off YouTube. But go ahead, I'm gonna let you finish. But like <laughs> when they when they keep feeding you the rock and you end up having 50, what is that like as the person that had the 50? <laughs> bro. I, I was in my bag, bro. But no, it, it, you definitely feel you definitely feel like, like you put some work in, bro. Like I, it might have been 50 all in. I probably shot two threes. Oh Jim Lou. Yeah. So you gotta know the court's low, like it's the gym is different. Like it's not like you playing a regulation gym. Like the gym's small, so one end of the court like probably is dumb low. Then the other end of the court probably like nine feet. So and y'all know that, yeah. But we put that like that's what I'm saying. We we played, but we ain't had to get no other gym. We played in that gym, and I don't think it was spectators in there. It was it was it was probably a little bit of spectators in that gym, but and who was the best player on their team? Ty, Ty Garland. Ty Garland was tough, bro. I've been tough. trying to get him more here too. Yeah. I was talking to him and he was going, he was going overseas. Yeah, Ty tough, man. Um, but yeah, that game, like they it was yeah, they had a good team. Like I'm playing with my homies. Yeah. He playing with dudes that play every day that play AU. And then I'm playing with dudes who 
they get up in the morning, they ain't even thinking about basketball. Only time they think about basketball is when we got a game. Right. Right. So it was tough. And like I said, they caught us in the playoffs. It was all ready to play. It was all ready to play. I mean, I don't even think they missed. So, so that that time right there, man, when we ran into them in the playoffs, it, it, it was rough. No, man, but you had this amazing senior year. You know, though you didn't win it all, you know, you finished with a ton of accolades. Like, what are some of the awards you end up winning? So, um, my senior year, I think I got – I finally got uh, that, that player of the year. Um, I went first team, all pub, thanks to – No, I'm like, bro, rap, like, I was, I was, I was heated, man. I was, I was – like, that's the type of person I am, man. Like, I always wanted to prove that, um, you know, I, I can do this basketball thing, man. And when I went second team – Division C, I was like, what, bro? Are you serious? Like, all this work I put in? Right. And I went second team. So when I was able to, when I got that, when I seen that I got the, uh, when I went first team, um, first team all pub, you know, that was great for me. Uh, that was good. Um, play of the year um, of the pub was was great. Um, and, you know, when I think Ted did like an all decade uh team or something like that where he, you know the last ten years, I think it was from two thousand, two thousand ten, he did like an all decade team. You know, I, I made that list. Um and I mean some of that you know, that stuff was it was it was it was humbling, man. Like honestly, like just seeing that when you put in that work, it's gonna show no matter where you at. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean it, it, it was it was a humbling, humbling humbling experience for me, man. You know, like, most times we play sports, right? And we, nobody's, like, really in it to be like, yo, I just want to win all these accolades. Mm-hmm. But it's something about being acknowledged because you work hard for something that, like, it's, it's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you got that your senior year. Like, like I didn't put in all this time from the Fisher Price to the me and my, me and my homies putting up two portable courts, you know, to playing down here with the Morris Twins, and so now I finally did it kind of on my own mm-hmm. back at back in my neighborhood. Like that, the accolades is kind of like they pat on the back. Exactly, like that's exactly what it is, man. But like you said, man, you don't you don't understand <clears throat> the journey when you're going through it, right? So you just it's just happening, like you're just doing it. So like you said, Fisher Price neighborhood portables, like you just living in it, you in the moment, so right. you don't really understand it, like. Until you're able to sit down like this and then talk about your story with somebody, right. right? You don't really understand everything that you've done or the road that you, you know, that you took to get to where you are, right? So, right. It's, it's it's definitely it's definitely great to really be able to just sit back and and look at, you know, everything you know everything you did and everything that went into who you you know who you are today. Right. The whole time you've been talking about high school and stuff, I never once asked you, you know, how was you doing academically in school? Mm-hmm. Um, like, and you went from prep to alumni. I'm pretty sure school dynamic was a little different, you know. Let's talk about, like, you know, what type of student you were and the difference between the schools. Um, well, at prep, um, you know, it was, it, you know, you had to be committed um, yeah. academically. Um you know what I'm saying? So you had to, you had to, you know, grades first. Um, you know, I wasn't a a, a, a valedictorian or nothing like that. Like I wasn't, you know, I mean, top of the class. You know, but you know, I did, you know, what I was supposed to do enough to stay on the court, which 
I think um, if I can go back, I think that's something I'll change. Um, like, you know, you know, settling for, for, for C's and, 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 you know what I mean, things like that, I think, you know, that carry over until, you know, on the court. Um, as far as, you know, being your best, you got to push yourself in the classroom. You got to push yourself outside the classroom. You got, you know what I mean? You got to make sure everything is, is one. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely would have, you know, would have, you know, tried a little harder um, in, in high school. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, you know, I did enough. Um, I try to tell, try to tell kids today, you got to do more um, in terms of, um, you know, academically, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, you know, shoot for A's and B's, um, shoot, shoot to be the best academically, as well as shooting to be the best, um, you know, athlete as you can be, man, because it's all, it's all one. Right. Um, I, I was listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. And he he um he got a song called uh, Black Boy Black Boy Fly, which is probably one of my favorite songs because he 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 kind of tell you about Aaron Aflalo's journey um, through that song, um, which he was he was a he was a good 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 athlete. Not only was he a good athlete, he was a McDonald's All American. Um, he was a uh, you know he was a, he was a, a A student mm-hmm. right, and now that you see that. He held himself accountable in the classroom, right? Didn't take nothing lower than an A or B, maybe, right? That trickled over to pushing yourself every single day as an athlete, right? right? And now look at him or what he has done, right? right. He's he's played at the top. He's, he was a McDonald's All-American. So, you know what I mean? That that right there, man, is this is, is one. So I tell kids today, man, make sure that you 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 you've been a pro now, right? You've been a professional now and you carry yourself the right way. You, you you at practice early. Coaches don't gotta check for you to be in your classes or this that. And the you at you on school on time. You at school on time. You handing your working on time. You are doing all the little things, man. And I mean that that's how you become, you know, a great person. More so just in you know a great athlete. Because basketball, it's only a short period of your life. Right. Right. Um. So, yeah, man. You know, I mean. You know, long story short, um, I did enough to, to 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 stay on the floor. You did the same at at Alamy. Was it was it easier or harder at Alamy? Uh, it was it was it was it was it was much easier um, at Alamy, but I didn't take it as serious as I did at Prep Charter because I didn't have to. Um, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have to. Um, so, you know, I end up. Um, being a uh, prop 48 um which was you know i was in i was ineligible um to for your first year of college first year of college honestly um you know in in the route you know i went to to, to umass Atlantic school where they accepted prop 48 um and that route was 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 much harder than it had to be because I didn't take care of what I had to do in, in, in high school. I didn't do what I was supposed to do in high school. So that that route was I had to sit out a year for that um, just to get eligible, just to show the university that you know I, I can you know handle academics and athletics, right? So like I said, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do in high school. Your adjustment to college is a smooth transition. Right. So 
that's my biggest thing, man, is being a professional while you're young. Build good habits while you're young, right? Excel in the classroom. Do what you're supposed to do. It's cool to be cool. Like, it's it's okay to be cool. Right. So, so you know, we just kind of dancing around, so I just want to attack the right on. Yeah. Like, being an athlete, the mm-hmm. part about being an athlete that's fun to us is actually competing and doing our sport, right? right? So, banging on somebody, shooting threes, killing people, mm-hmm. that's fun. We work at it. It starts to come natural. It's what we actually are passionate about. But on the flip side of that, we can't really do that, or it can be taken away from us away from us if we don't handle this classroom part. And like, you know, we you know, we don't know to overachieve in the classroom. A lot of us are just coasting. Like you said, like, you know, I did enough to stay eligible. I took C's when I probably could have got hard I could have went hard and got a B or A. And you know, though it's hard to look back on, I'm happy that you're saying it because I'm pretty sure somebody will be listening. And they might hit that trigger like I need to take this serious. I need to overachieve. I need to let me let me let me study for a little bit longer tonight, you know, because I could take the seventy seven, but I probably can get this eighty eight, you know what I mean? And like you said, it made your route to even playing. Now you got all these skills. Now now you already this big deal athlete, and you have this longer route to now showcase yourself on a bigger stage. You know, you say you had to sit out a year. You know what was what was that like for you mentally? Like just that I, I can't even play right now. It's tough. Um, you know, that's probably like I was telling somebody the other day, man. Um, college probably the first time I ever heard about, ever heard the word adversity and, and really understood what it meant and what it was, right? I was facing adversity my whole life, right? Not knowing exactly what adversity was, right? So when you get to college, it's like, now you got to become a man, right? Almost. Right. Right. Like, Nobody's there for you, right? Your your family there, but they they back home. So only thing you can do is call, right? But mentally, you know it it, it kind of and in this this I grew up in college, like it humbled me crazy. Like now it's like yo, like you going to school and everybody got the same goal, right? Everybody got the same goal. Now you're in a much bigger pool, right? Now opposed to everybody in your city. Right now, you it's a it's a, you, the whole country, right? It's so many people who want to be where you are, right? Who's going to do what you want to, you know what I'm saying? Who's going to do what that coach wants them to do, right? Right. So now it made me think, all right, listen, you can do two things, bro. You can either fold or you can do what you're supposed to do, right? Not end up being a, a, a really good student, like. Probably like a 3.5, you know what I'm saying? 3.6 in, in college, right? At UMass. At UMass, right? So that year sitting out, it, it really changed me, bro. Like, because I went from being able to do exactly what I wanted when I wanted to, nah, you can't do that this way because it's somebody else who wants your spot now. And if you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, they can get it. Right. So mentally, I grew up like that. Stepping on campus, grew up like that, right? Now I'm in the gym. Or I'm talking. I'm in the gym three, four times. Like, bro, worked out so much, man. Um, academically, I'm doing study hall. You know, I'm in study hall twice. And I'm getting tutors, right? I'm, I'm doing everything so I can get eligible, right? So now, mentally, it's like, all right, now I get it, right? Just like that, because of the game being taken away, like you said, it's being right. taken away. No, so I feel like we skipped this part in your last year. Um, 
UMass wasn't the first school you committed to. Right. Where where did you commit prior to UMass? Um CN Hall. And what and what made you want to go there? Well, the coach was talking crazy, like <laughs> you go play, you go play thirty five minutes a game, right? As a freshman, yeah, right. It probably wouldn't happen, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he, yeah, you see what I'm saying? He was spitting the game to you, <laughs> yeah, right? So he, he capped me, bro. So, um, Seton Hall was my I committed to Seton Hall, and you know I was supposed to go there, and not being eligible, right? Grades, right? Yeah, Biggies. Grades, stop it, right? So, do what you're supposed to do, right? You know what I'm saying? So, just just fast back, fast forward back to where we were. Mm-hmm. You had you met, you sat out for that first year, got your grades all right, three five student, and, and I'm proud to hear that you was a three five student. Yeah. By the way, that's amazing. I don't think I ever was an undergrad. <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Um, so so that next year, were you able to compete? Were you able to play? Still didn't play, but I was on the team. <laughs> but we had um, how tell me, how did that work? So we were good. We were we were really good, man. Um, we had a guy named Anthony Gurley. He was tough. Um, Ant Gurley was tough. And he, had, and he that the following year he had uh, five freshmen who was there. Um, so you know, I kind of had to had to pay my dues. Again, all over again. Like Kirk Charlie, had to pay your dues, man. You you got to pay your dues, man. Like, this wasn't a school that promised me 45, I mean, 30 minutes, 30 minutes a game, right? This was a school that said, you come here, you got to prove that you belong here. Right. Right? And that's what I had to do. And when you go to when you when you go to school under these terms, right? Because mm-hmm. you you know you're coming in, you're not gonna be able to play your first year and all that. Is it still considered like a full scholarship offer, or do they try to finesse it? Like you gotta earn your scholarship, or was it a full scholarship from the jump? Um. Yes. Um. So I I'm not really too sure how that worked. Um. Right. In terms of. Um. You know, the technicalities. Yeah, of it. you know what I mean. So, you know, I was on scholarship. You know I'm, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I was taking care of somehow. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, in terms of just earning, earning your spot on the floor, being able to play, like it had nothing to do with scholarship or not on scholarship. It was just, yo, are this is are you going to play like? I was, you know what I'm saying? I, I was on scholarship, but now it's, it's on terms of you getting reps in a game. You're going to get minutes. Right? That's what we're talking about, minutes. Right. right? So that's what it, you know what I mean? That's what it really was about. Yeah, you know, in basketball, y'all probably only play like eight dudes for real. Yeah. So really? you got to be one of the eight. Got to be one of the eight. And then conference play come. It's really seven, six. Was the extra big and the extra girl? You know what I'm saying? So And then, and I wasn't the extra big or extra girl come conference play. So, so like, now this is technically considered your freshman year, right? Yeah, my freshman year. So you yeah. didn't play much your freshman year. No, I didn't play much my freshman year. So anything changed in your sophomore year? I put the work in. <laughs> put that work in. Like, I'm, I keep going back to it, bro. It, it, it matters. It matters. Like, it, it, it really matters, man, because as a freshman, I, I showed spurts where 
you know, I was able to play. And then I, I shared with spurts where, you know, it was harder than harder than others. So my sophomore year, again, went back home, hit the lab, changed my body. Um, you know, I went back to what I know. Right. Right. Um, and guess what? Okay, you know. Got on the floor. Got on the floor, man, and ended up starting as a as a sophomore. Right? Ended up starting as a sophomore. It took me some games. Um, but I ended up starting as a sophomore, bro. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't considered an offensive offensive threat, as you would think, right? I was considered a, a defender. Right. So that's how I got on the floor. Right? I, I was a defender. Um, I can shoot the ball. Um, but Defense got me on the floor, um, and, when, and and as a dude that who can light it up, mm-hmm. obviously you just told me about fifty points you had in a high school game, and you averaged probably a dub or something your senior year or something like that. Mm-hmm. How how does a guy that can actually score the basketball buy into? I'm gonna get on the floor by playing just defense. Wanting to get on the floor, just wanting to play, wanting to play, right? Wanting to wanting to prove that you know you can do it and you're gonna do whatever it takes, right? Like I said, got there humble. From the door, right now, now I'm looking at it differently. Now it's like, what can I do to make them understand that I want to be on the floor, that I want to be here, right? right? So coach told me, took pulled me to the side and said, you know, defense is this is assistant coach, man. Defense is what's going to get you on the floor. So I'm like, all right, cool. I know I can score. Right. If I can play defense, and that's going to get me on the floor, well, that's all I'm going to focus on. And I became, you know, a primary defender for that for that team while I was there. Um, and my offense took care of itself once it came. Like, I made shots when I was supposed to. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. You know, um, who did I have on here was talking about this? I think it was Tony Chenault. Yeah. And he was just saying that, like, you know, every, every big-time high school basketball player doesn't get the chance to be the big-time college basketball player, right? And that sometimes you have to buy into a role. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk, talk about like you know buying into a role in college. You know after you just finished doing your thing at Allen. Um. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's it's college is is going to it's going to test you, right? Um, it's going to change you. That's the main thing. Um, but you're going into a situation where you got 12 guys, right? 13 guys, all right? Maybe 12 is a scholarship, two maybe walking ones, right? And everybody has the same goal, which is getting to the NBA, right? right? So you're not going to go into school and say, um, all right, I'm about to just start. Because they're competing night in and night out. So now you got to figure out a way to separate yourself, right? Everybody want to score, right? But nobody wants to do, or I'm sorry, not nobody, very few people want to do the dirty work, right? And when you can find a way to, to separate yourself and say, All right, I'm just going, I'm just going to focus on this, right? So you know, defense is always one way you can stand. You got to have a defender, right? Got to have a shooter, right? So when you can find a role like that, um, 
know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's good for you. Like, so that was my, that was my end. I was like, man, I got to get on the floor. Cause everybody wants to, everybody wants to, to go to the NBA and they was here before me. So I got to wait my turn. But how can I get on the floor earlier than this guy? Or how can I get on the floor? How can I stay on the floor more than, what is he not doing that I can do? Right. So I took the challenge to, to make sure that defending was my role and my way to get on the floor. And in, in, in your, in your experience, what what green lights a guy like what what trust level or whatever the coaches have to have for a guy to be like yo he has the green light to we gonna win or lose with his his, his shot making ability and stuff like that yeah um you work ethic work ethic work ethic um showing the coach that you invested um you know um, it was a guy there like I mentioned him before um Anthony Gurley who you know, put the work in. I mean, I seen, you know, I seen it. You know, I didn't, I, I, I never had the green light in college. Um, but I was able to shoot certain shots. And I was able to, you know, plays were called for me. Um, Just because of the work that you put in. The coaches see you shooting certain shots or you working on certain things in your game. Now it's like, okay, he's, he's invested. He's serious about it. You know, he wants it. Yeah. Right? So, just showing a coach that you want it, and then when your number is called, you deliver. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so where are we at in your school year, sophomore year? How how did how did the season go? Like like record wise. Record wise, we we were twenty six and twelve. Twenty six and twelve, we had a final NIT Final Four run. Um. My, my, yeah, and NIT Final Four, when we had ran into Stanford in the Final Four, they were just bigger, stronger, faster. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was it was a it was a much better year than we had the year before. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So so it was good. It was a good year. Yeah, let's talk. Let's let's talk about junior year. Um, mm-hmm. did anything anything change? Did your role get any bigger or um, the success of the team? We we were expected to to make the tournament. Um, a lot of everybody uh, came back. Um, you know, um, we were um, expected to do a little bit better, and we had a we had a we had a okay junior year, um, but I got hurt um, my junior year. Man, uh, tore my ACL, uh, so that was tough, man. You know, like I, I put in, I put in major work, major, major work, um, and I was trying, I was trying to get there, bro. Like I was trying to get to, to the top level. I was trying to get to, 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 to the league, like. Yeah. Um. So I was putting a lot of work, and then I had some good games, and uh, when I tore my ACL, it was just like, ah, ah, something. This is this is never a, a, a new form of adversity. So it was, it was, it was tough. Um, and we end up, um, team end up um, not going so far. Um, you know, it was it was a much much different season. Did you tell your knee in the game? Yeah, so we were playing against St. Louis. Um, St. Louis, uh, conference, first game of conference play at St. Louis. And I was driving. I had a, I just had a, I had a rough game. I had a, a rough first half. Like I, I was in foul trouble. And then um, the second half, I'm like, right, I'm going to come out and I'm going to attack. 
So I got the ball at the top and I drove and jump stop to like the elbow area. Um, I was gonna make a pass, but when I jump stop, kind of got nudged in the back a little bit. My knee, that was it. That was it, bro. And you went down to the ground. Went down to the ground, bro. It was immediate, immediate pain for it. You just knew something was wrong. It just felt funny. There you go. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I told my ACL player. Yeah, it just, so it just, I I don't think I was in pain. I just knew like that ain't normal. Right. Exactly. So it, it felt funny, man. So I went down. I'm screaming sideline. Uh, I crawl from <laughs> I crawl from the foul line to the baseline, bro. That's how. That's yeah. It felt crazy, man. So I went to the back. And then that's when they, you know, what I mean, took me. It was tough. They did that without MRI. They was like, they did the little test. Yeah, yeah the little, you know, the, the, the pull leg, whatever you do, the knee jump. I'm like, ah. Like, all right, but you know, my team ended up winning that game. So that, that was the that was the, that was the end of my year, um, unfortunately. How soon after did you get surgery and start rehabbing? Uh, I got I got surgery like a month a month after. Did it swell up real bad? It did, man. That, oh my goodness, that process, bro. You know, you tore yours, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just asking. So, you, I don't, no, yeah. no, the, the process is, is, it's rough. It's really rough, man. I was, I was a different person um, going through that process, man. Like I was, I wasn't the same person. Um, I lost all my positivity, bro. like all my optimism about stuff. I was like, real, like, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, just being on that, that what is it, the CBM machine? Oh man, that, and it's bending the leg. Like it was. It was a tough process, man, and on you know you on the meds and you know what I mean for the pain. So it was like, yeah, that, that was a tough time, man. Getting back that whole that whole road to, to recovery was, was tough, man. But it was worth it once I got on the floor at Temple. Um, how long? How long was that time that passed between when you actually took your knee and when you were able to actually play again? Let's see, let's see. So two years? Two like almost two, four years? Almost two, four years. Yeah. Almost two, four years. And what and when it's your decision to leave Um, like I said, again, being home, getting home. Um, you know, playing in front of the, the, the family, man. Um, so you know, being able to get, get home and and play into you know, I always temple temple had, it, it's, it's been a well-respected program in the area. Um, and, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms. Um, and they helped me through that that, that process in terms of uh, rehab. Um, you know, they, they, that old um, staff, training staff there, um, athletic training staff there is great. Um, you know, they helped me get back, helped me get to 100%. Um, and, you know, helped me, you know, I've been playing basketball since, you know, my knee, you know, still holding up. So, yeah. So it was nothing up there going wrong at UMass outside of you got hurt up there and you want to come home. Didn't it, no bad blood, no nothing with any teammates or anything like that. No, or, sir. You know, with the coach. Nope. You just wanted to come home. Yes, sir. So this has happened twice at high school and college. Nah, high school and college, man. Cycles repeat themselves, man. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so when you got there, um. Back on back on the knee, was you like gimpy with it at first? Like, did you have the confidence to go right back out there to go dumping the basketball and you know playing through contact? Um, 
So are you saying like as soon as like practice, or are you saying like um, in terms of competing in the games? In the games. Well, I, I really became a shooter, shooter at Temple, bro. Like it was no more getting to the basket. Like <laughs> it was, it was, that was it, bro. Like I'm gonna keep it being. That was it. Like that was it. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like myself. Okay. Um, played Delaware my first game. Pretty pretty good. Shot a lot of shots, but played pretty good. Um, then we played against Kansas. Beat Kansas by twenty five. Yeah. Um, on ESPN. So, you know, I felt like myself for a while. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, this didn't have that explosiveness in terms of. Being able to just dunk that thing. Like, right, but my legs wasn't under me yet. Right. I yeah. set out for two years. My game legs wasn't there. I wasn't in game shape. So, you know, um, yeah, man. It's it speaks a lot about them having confidence in you to let you come in and play. Like, you know, I don't know how much of a position battle you went through going to Temple mm-hmm. or how much rope did you have to how many shots you were gonna get. But that's a lot to give. Like if I was a coach, like I'm bringing a dude in off an of injury, he ain't played in two years. You know, that's, that's a lot of confidence to have. It probably speaks a lot about who you are, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I think Dunphy is, is a stand-up guy, man. He, he's a, he's one of the realest coaches I ever played for, right? He, he can call a speed to speed. But, you know, he explained to me that here's your opportunity, right? You're a senior. You're a Philly guy. Here's your opportunity, right? So we just seen that you put the work in to get back on the floor, Right? We've seen that you, in the classroom, you're doing what you're supposed to do, right? You're a senior, right, from Philly, right? All right, that's your opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he did. He just, you know, gave me the opportunity to to play. No, I, I actually, you know, when I tore my ACL, it was like a non-contact injury mm-hmm. um, just in the game. And I was a lineman, so I needed all that knee bend, all that waist bend, knee bend, being able to play low, lateral movement. And I, like, tore my ACL. But when I came back, I remember the coaches always saying, like, yo, Lou, they, they fixed the knee. Like, you'll play. Because mm-hmm. I was hesitant still. I was didn't have a lot of confidence. Like you said, I didn't have really game legs under me and stuff like that. But one thing I noticed is that I couldn't – like, I knew I was into the end of my career because I couldn't practice every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I practiced every day, but it was painful. You know, like, I could probably still play and be solid right. on a Saturday. And have a week to recover and been solid again another Saturday. But practicing every day was hard when I came back from the ACR. You know, did you you experience a lot of like soreness and stuff in your knee when you came back? Yeah, so I was in the brace the entire time, like um, in practice, like so it was extra precautions, like you know what I mean. So I was in the brace, but it was days where that it hurt more than you know more than others. So I was I was in the training room every day, yeah. um, just stem ice. Ice still, you know what I mean? So ice bath, like I never ice bath before. My, you know what I'm saying? So I was in there jumping in the ice bath. Um, but yeah, man, like pain was that it definitely was times where you know I had to sit out and kind of just just cycle, just do the bike. Um, you know they was able, you know they was it was accepting of that, like you know they understood the process. So you know more more times than than others though, I was I was on the floor. Yeah. Um, but definitely, it's definitely a, you know a painful process getting back and, and going from 
sitting out to playing and practice and you know you know practice is sometimes harder than games. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man. So just speak about a little bit about you know finally playing in front of you know the home hometown again. Did you bring a lot of people out to come see you often for the home games, or did you have that support, that love? Oh, I had the support, nah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was it was it was love, man, because my mom and my sister, right, who was probably one of the biggest fans, like, um, they brought my, they brought my nephew. I mean, every game, like they had every game, so they sitting in the middle, the middle row every game. And it was just, it was great. Like whether I, whether I, you know, scored twenty points or ten points, at the end of the game, I got that support. So it was like I got my nephew. So I ain't got no time to be thinking about a win or a loss. I gotta let that go. Right. right I got that support. You know what I mean? My nephews, my my mom, my sister. So that just having that made the year um, worthwhile. No, that's super dope. Um... So, you know, wrapping up your career down at Temple, um, did you have pro aspirations? Were you able to manifest them dreams to reality? Yeah, I, I think I think I I've you know, I come to peace with what I did with basketball. Um so, you know, I went through the pre-draft process um after after college graduate temple. Um, you know, I worked out for several NBA teams. Um, you know, I didn't get drafted. Um but you know, like like I said, I'm at peace. Um, I'm at peace now, man. And you know, just being able to to to, to help younger players develop is kind of like you know what I enjoy most now: um, coaching, um, training. So you know, having that that pro that short pro stint um, for two years, um, I was in. I went went on a tour in China. Um, which was, you know, it was okay. It was good um, just to keep me in shape for the summer. And then I ended up going to uh, Luxembourg for one year. Had a, had a very good year in Luxembourg. Um, and that was 2015. I graduated 14, so that was 2015, 16. And then that led me to, excuse me, that led me to uh, Germany, where I played um, Pro A in Germany for a team called Ron Stars. Cologne. Um, that was a very professional organization. Um, I had a, had a solid solid year there, um, and you know I kind of you know told myself you know, if I'm going to stop, I'm going to at least get myself um, the opportunity to see what it's about um, to to play professionally, um, whether it's Europe, NBA, G League, whatever. So I gave it two years, and you know I just my, you know my, I, I wanted to do other things. Right. So, you know, you know, I came to, you know, I talked to some people like uh, in my corner. Um, you know, I told them what I wanted to do, and you know, they supported me like they did with anything else. Right. Um, so. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I had, I'll be having guys on here. Tony Chenault, classic line. I I use basketball. Basketball didn't use me. You know, and like you know, he turned and started doing film and stuff now, and I just think it's so dope. You know what I mean? Um, it's, I'm happy to hear you say like you got, you know, you came to terms with your career and, and with basketball mm-hmm. and that you left on your own terms. You didn't, you didn't leave on another injury. You didn't leave on a, I can't make another team. Like you kind of sound like you kind of like, Hey, I tried it. And this is it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is, man. Like, um, 
like I've always, like I said, man, if you just if you start from the very, very beginning, um, where I got today, like wasn't supposed to be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I've I've used basketball to open doors for me, um, in terms of making connections. Um you know, in, in, in terms of meeting, you know, meeting new people and, and you know, and, and, and giving my family something to to be proud of, really. Um, so you look at the journey, you know, I was just a kid who really enjoyed playing the game, just loved the game. Like I told you, I played on, on, on a wall, right? So basketball was never um, for me to, to make millions of dollars, right? It was, you know what I mean? Some of those things are, are dreams that's put on you by other people, right? Right, And then, you know, sometimes you get lost, right? And you start to, to really think that ball is life, per se. Right. Right? And, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different, it's a whole nother um, part um, of being, you know, a, a person, a whole person. Um, so my goal is now, you know, it's, it's just to, to continue to, to help and inspire young people um, as much as I can, bro. Like, that's my biggest thing. And if I can help a kid um, get into school or if I can just guide a kid or give a kid some advice, I mean, I'm cool with that, right? Like, basketball is just a small part of, of my story. I think that's one thing we all kind of preach now is, like, your playing career is a lot shorter than your, your your second, your third career, your interest, the rest of your life. You The athlete part is actually very small. Mm-hmm. You know, you play from, you know, like you say, seven, eight to in your 20s, maybe if you make it to your 30s. Got all that rest of that life to live. Like, what else you going to do? Right. You know, what else you going to find purpose in? What right. else is going to make you passionate? You know what I mean? So, no, that's tough, man. Just um, tell everybody what you do now. Like, what you got going on now? Yeah, so now I'm just I'm coaching. Um, you know, I'm helping you know young players you know develop their game uh, and just trying to give them just a little bit of of, of, of game. Um, little, you know, just like trying to be a cheat code for them, um, just to help them get ahead of what the, what's coming, right? Um, you know, just being just being a student athlete, being a student first, um, understanding that you know it's more to life than than sports. Um, um, and just, you know, understanding and accepting, um, you know, taking it one day at a time, man. Like, success can be it's, – it's, it's, it's a lifelong process. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Success is, is not what you do on the basketball court, not just what you do on the basketball court. It's, it's you know, who you are as a person. Um, you know, success can be achieved each day, right? Um, success can be achieved very very in, in small increments man so just you know try to um you know be self-reliant man on, on on your own happiness man not trying to prove to nobody that you you know doing this but the whole time you stressing or the whole time you you know what i mean just you know what i mean so a lot of self-love man a lot of self-happiness man like get in tune with yourself right right you know what i mean be able to to to, to help yourself out like you know just you know what i'm saying like yeah it just, you know you kind of i feel like you're saying like you know um even like follow your dreams not right. live your parents dreams or somebody else's dreams like do what you want to do exactly you know what i mean and that's and that's deep that's a deep message man 
very, deep, very, very, very deep message. Um, let the people know where they can find you. You know, if they have you know young athletes that want to be trained, you know, um, I don't know Instagrams or anything that you want to provide. Yeah. Know, um. So you know, my page is uh, Jesse Morgan Basketball. Um, you know, you can you know hit me up on Instagram. I'm definitely gonna write back. Um, just like that, man. Um, so you know, if you want to train, advice, whatever. Um, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm there. Oh, definitely, man. We have a signature question like on here where we always ask like. Who are you now? You know, so I'm gonna ask you, who are you now, bro? Neighborhood hero, man. <laughs> <laughs> Neighborhood hero, man. But nah, like really, um, just trying to get back, bro, as much as I can. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, recommend me three, three, three Philly athletes, man. I know you got some guys you can recommend because I'm trying to get the pod popping. Mm-hmm. I need guys like yourself who was the shit. To come down here, tell their story. So recommend me three dudes, you know, to come to the podcast. Three guys, man. Don't 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 recommend me nobody that's away right now neither. Like everybody, everybody I know is away. For real? Pretty much, man. Right. Um, I, I'll take them if, if that's what you got. You gotta get you gotta get um I'm trying to think, bro. Probably I can give you some guys from my neighborhood. How about that? I can give you some guys from um, um you can do uh you can do Will Parks, man. Play for uh Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Um you could probably do Jahai Ward, who I think is with the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. Um and then you probably can do like um if you, if you can, you probably can do DeAndre Hunter, man. Like, that's big, bro. Because I remember um, those guys was small guys, man, coming to the wreck and watching me play. And now to see them dudes, how successful they are, it's crazy. Man, that's super dope, man. Yeah. No, I want to thank you for coming to do the show, man. Take your time out coming down here, getting in there and telling your story, man. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Well, Had some bullshit traded it for a roof. Had good hair, yeah, she